Hey y'all, thanks for taking the time to listen to this installment of Go South, Old Man, a somewhat weekly podcast where a northern-born southerner explores some of the lesser-known things in and around the southeastern United States. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk, well, I mean, I'll talk and hopefully you won't get too bored listening, about an American legend, one John Luther Jones. Now, if you've never heard of him, just hang on a bit, my impatient listener. You see, John Luther Jones was born in Case, Kentucky. That's C-A-Y-C-E, Case. But like most Southerners, they pronounce it Casey. He was born there in 1863. And eventually, John and his travels became known as Casey Jones. Now, that name sound more familiar? Casey became maybe the most famous steam locomotive engineer of all time. He had a reputation for keeping his trains running on time, sometimes pushing them to the extreme. He first gained fame in 1885 when approaching a station in Mississippi, he saw a group of kids playing on the tracks. Nothing unusual, as trains hold a great fascination for kids even today. But this time, as the kids jumped off to the side, a little girl froze in terror at the huge locomotive bearing down on her. Casey, knowing he could never stop in time, raced along the walkway to the front of the engine, climbed down onto the very front, reached out, and snatched the child off the tracks just in time. This made him famous on the line, and from then on, people from Tennessee on down to to Mississippi would listen for his distinctive train whistle. Sometimes, even hearing it in the middle of the night, would get up and go watch his train go by. Then one night in April of 1900, another engineer became ill, putting his train over an hour behind schedule. And though he had just finished his own run, Casey volunteered to take it over. Pushing the huge train on the tracks at over 70 miles an hour, he got it back on schedule as he approached the town of Vaughan, Mississippi. As they rounded the corner headed into town, suddenly he saw another train broken down on the tracks. He quickly realized he would never be able to stop in time. He told his firemen to jump for his life. But Casey stayed on and pulled back hard on the brake with one hand and sounded the blaring whistle with the other. Though he was able to slow the train to probably less than 40 miles an hour, the engine, with its blazing fire and high-pressure steam, slammed into the other train. Fortunately, these heroics of staying with the train probably meant he saved a good number of lives. In fact, only one person died in a wreck. John Luther Casey Jones. Legend says they found him with his hands still on the brake and the whistle. But but there's a little more we need to cover about trains here. You see, after the U.S. Civil War, There was extensive rebuilding done in the southeast. 
and one of the biggest efforts was the expansion of the railroads to facilitate commerce between the New South, the expansion of the West, and the ever-increasing industrialization of the North. But perhaps one of the biggest and most profitable opportunities for the railroads at this time were contracts with the post office to deliver long-distance mail. However, these contracts, though financially beneficial, often had severe penalties if the mail was late. Additionally, due to limited communications between trains, it was extremely important for trains to stay on schedule for safety reasons. These factors led to a lot of accidents, similar to the one that killed Casey Jones. During this time, one of the most dangerous sections of rail in the whole country lay between the towns of Dallas and Rockmart in northwest Georgia, about halfway between the big hubs of Atlanta, Chattanooga, and Birmingham. Now the area here was, and still is today, marked by narrow, deep cuts in the rolling hills. In most places, the construction workers just cut through the top of one hill and filled in the valley between the next one. But if there was some water, like a stream, well, you needed a bridge, or in railroad terminology, a trestle. And these trestles made for some pretty dangerous travel. Now, there are actually two lines running east-west almost parallel through this area. The southern one would continue on west, connecting Atlanta and Birmingham. The train was known as the Silver Comet, and this section of track was the newer and flatter of the two. It even had a tunnel. The northern and more dangerous section cut across slightly steeper valleys, and it had two trestles. This was part of the old Georgia Southern Line that ran between places like Detroit and Miami. On this line, which was completed in 1882, several accidents happened that I kind of want to tell you about. Now, the first indication that there was danger here happened a year after the section opened, when the trestle over Raccoon Creek collapsed, sending a locomotive and 10 freight cars into the ravine 120 feet below. The cause was never determined, but it's estimated that the 50-ton engine was doing a high rate of speed when it reached the bridge. Ten years later, a train was crossing the 300-foot curve trestle over to Pumpkin Vine Creek a few miles away when it also gave way. Fortunately, only the middle few freight cars fell and the trestle was repaired in less than a week. Again, it's not sure, but high speed was thought to be the problem. These accidents made even the most experienced railroad men pretty nervous about this section of track. It's likely both of these crashes were due to excessive speed, probably trying to stay on schedule. But it's also thought that design of the trestles themselves or poor construction could have led to either one of these. The third and most 
deadly accident here was caused by weather and poor signal communication. It was two days before Christmas 1926, and Midwesterners were returning home from Florida on the Ponce de Leon, or again as Southerners call it, the Ponce de Leon. It was dinner time, and the dining car just behind the engine was jam-packed with travelers. The northbound train was making good time, despite a driving rainstorm, as it approached the Rock Mart station, doing about 50 miles an hour. Well, just south of the station, the southbound Royal Palm had been signaled to pull off onto a side track to allow the northbound train to pass. Well, the signals either got crossed or never got there at all, and the Ponce de Leon slammed headfirst into the Royal Palm at full speed. The full dining car was smashed as heavier cars behind it plowed into it and right through it. At least 20 people were killed and over 130 badly injured. It was one of the worst rail disasters in U.S. history. Oddly enough, the accident today is known as the wreck of the Royal Palm. Yet no one on that train even died. Well, today... The Silver Comet Line is no longer an active railroad. In fact, it's been turned into a rail-to-trail path. And so if you want to bike or walk between Atlanta and Birmingham, you can. And its 750-foot-long trestle over the Pumpkin Vine Creek still exists. It was built in 1901, and if you want to see what one of these trestles was like, it's not, a, not a, uh, too long of a walk from one of the on-ramps out there. The old Georgia Southern Line is still an active railroad today. The trestle over Raccoon Creek is long gone, the valley filled in by the railroad. And the one at Pumpkin Vine is no longer curved and has been long replaced by a modern steel bridge. And few now have even heard of the wreck of the Royal Palm, Except you, my informed listeners. Casey Jones is part of our national folklore, and there are at least three museums that bear his name in Tennessee and Mississippi. Numerous songs have been written about him, the most famous probably being The Ballad of Casey Jones, which poet Carl Sandburg called the greatest ballad ever written. Many of you are probably familiar with the Grateful Dead's 1970s song entitled Casey Jones, but it has almost no connection to actual events. Johnny Cash's version is probably the most accurate and poignant when he wrote, Headaches and heartaches and all kinds of pain, all a part of a railroad train. Sweat and toil, the good and the grand, part of the life of a railroad man. So, until next time, thanks for listening and stay curious.